0: Welcome to Your Wealth, Your Legacy, a podcast by Prairie Wood Wealth Management, where we cover the latest in investment, tax, estate, and charitable giving strategies to help you keep more of what you make, make more with what you have, and create a legacy that lasts beyond your lifetime. Thanks for listening. We're glad you're here. Here are your hosts, Nathan Anderson and Steve Nelson.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 15th episode of
2: Your Wealth, Your Legacy. I'm your host, Nathan Anderson, here with my
1: co-host, Steve
2: Nelson. Welcome, Steve. Yeah, great to be here. Very excited about today's topic, which is charitable giving. Part of our mission at Prairie Wood is to help clients create a legacy that lasts beyond their lifetime. And for many people, that includes a focus on charitable giving.
1: I know we talked about charitable giving a couple episodes ago when we talked about charitable bunching. And so just given the fact that we're getting closer to year end and charitable giving and charitable planning is on a lot of people's minds, we thought it would make sense to have another episode covering a different charitable giving strategy, which is giving appreciated stock to charity.
2: Yeah, that sounds good.
1: You know, one thing that we see with so many of our clients is charitable giving is a big part of their goals. You know, when we sit down and talk with them about what they want to accomplish with their money charitable giving is a recurring theme. And so, you know, the vast majority of our clients want to take what they have and make a difference in the lives of others. And frequently it shows up through, through using finances and, and seeing how the finances that they have and the gifts that they can make create lasting change in areas that they're passionate about. And what we always tell clients is, you know, if, if you have a gift that you want to make, we view it as your job to figure out what areas you're passionate about and what things that you want to see affected. And it, we come alongside and help figure out the most tax efficient way to do it. So ultimately, your money goes further and it does so at the lowest after-tax cost to you.
2: Yeah, it is really surprising at how many times new clients come in and we explain how giving appreciated stock works and they have no idea they can, they can even do it. You know, I think for a lot of people, just writing a check or giving cash is the default method that they've become used to. And when we explain how it works and the tax savings involved with donating appreciated stock, they get very excited.
1: Yeah. And I think when you talk about cash being the default method, I mean, it's not surprising. It's typically the most convenient method. And when you think about a lot of charitable functions, whether it's a talk that you go to or whether it's even, you know, a church where they pass the offering plate very easy to gift cash or a check or even online just gifting via a credit card. And so a lot of people don't think about gifting an appreciated asset, which has its tax benefits, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. But given the fact that cash is often the most simple and administratively easy thing to give, um, one of the big considerations for giving appreciated stock is how to simplify it, which we'll cover later as well.
2: Yeah. So I think it makes sense just to start out by explaining what gifting appreciated stock is and how it works so really the rule is you have to have an appreciated position so meaning it's gone up in value and you've held it at least a year and then it has to be in a taxable account so positions in IRAs Roth IRAs or 401ks wouldn't be eligible but then what you do is you actually instead of writing a check to the charity you contact that charity and, and say, I'm going to donate appreciated stock, and they give you the details, and you send the stock over to the charity, and that can be as many shares as you want, and then what happens is you avoid any capital gain if you were going to sell that position and give the, the cash to the charity. Exactly, and,
1: and even though you avoid the capital gain on the position that you gifted, you still qualify for a full itemized deduction for the fair market value of the gift. So you're not losing any deduction value by gifting the appreciated stock and by avoiding the capital gain. So it's really like you're getting a double benefit. You're getting a benefit of avoiding capital gain on the appreciated
2: position, and you're also still getting the full itemized deduction for the gift that you made. And then the charity, being a tax-exempt entity, doesn't pay the capital gain either because they would be exempt from, from taxes. Right, So the
1: charity can sell the highly appreciated position that you gifted, and there's no additional cost to them. And so really that that capital gain or the tax on that capital gain is completely avoided on both sides.
2: And while it's most common for people to do publicly traded appreciated stock, the IRS says it can be really any appreciated asset, whether that's real estate or closely held business interests there'll be a little more complexity and cost with that. And we won't explain that in today's podcast, but just be aware of that.
1: Exactly. So people that are looking to do very large gifts, often it makes really good sense if they're selling a business to gift portion of the business, especially given oftentimes low tax basis
2: and significant gains that they would otherwise have. So Nathan, why don't we walk through an example just to really quantify the amount that a person could save? Sure. So we went through an example
1: in our blog post that we published on our website. And I think it just makes sense to go through that example here as well. And in that example, we assumed that a married couple was going to gift $30,000 to charity. And so they did it using appreciated stocks. They used stock that they had purchased more than a year ago for $15,000. And that stock was now worth $30,000. So it had doubled in value. And so if we assume they're in the top federal capital gains tax bracket of 20%, plus an additional state tax of about 5% and also subject to the net investment income tax of 3.8%. And they would have a total combined tax rate of 28.8% on that capital gain of $15,000. So the total value of the gift of 30,000 or fair market value minus the cost basis of 15 represents that $15,000 gain. So that $15,000 gain at the 28.8% means they would have had to pay $4,320 in taxes that they've avoided by gifting that position to charity. If we take that a step farther and say, okay, so they gave $30,000 to charity, they would also qualify for a $30,000 itemized tax deduction. If we assume they already have enough other itemized deductions to itemize, that would increase their deductions by $30,000. And if we assume that they're in the 37% federal ordinary tax bracket, as well as an additional 5% state tax bracket. That's a 42% combined bracket. And so that additional itemized deduction of 30,000 would save them an additional $12,600 on top of the 4,320 that they avoid in capital gains taxes by gifting that position. So in total, by making this gift and doing it using appreciated stock, the total tax savings are $16,920. So that's over half the cost of the gift. In fact, it's 56% of the gift comes back to them in the form of tax savings. Well,
2: that's quite a savings, but that only works if you're planning to sell the highly appreciated position, correct?
1: So often there's individuals who have a highly appreciated position that they really like and, and they have no intention of selling in the near future. You know, Typically what we say in that situation is go ahead and still gift that position, but take the cash that you would have otherwise used to make the charitable contribution and buy that position back. And the reason that that works is you still avoid the gain on the appreciated position, but by buying it back with the cash, you reset your tax basis at the current market value. And so then if you do sell that position down the road with a higher tax basis, your gain is going to be less. And so it really gives you the best of both worlds. You can continue holding the position while also reducing
2: your taxable gain in the future when you do sell. And can I buy it back immediately? Wouldn't the wash sale rule come in effect?
1: The wash sale rule only applies to selling a position and buying it back if it's gone down in value. Um, In this case, you are gifting a position that's appreciated. So the wash sale rule does not apply.
2: If you want to support multiple charities, I could see this could be a big pain in trying to deliver stock to multiple charities. Is there a simpler way to do it?
1: Yeah. So one of the challenges with gifting appreciated stock to charity is number one, some charities don't accept appreciated stock. You know, maybe they're a smaller charity and and haven't set up the processes to receive stock gifts. And then even if the charities do receive appreciated stock, it can be an administrative hassle to gift stock to many different charities. And so there is a way to really streamline this. And it goes back to using a donor advised fund. I know we talked about it a little bit in the episode on charitable bunching, but At a high level, a donor advised fund is essentially a charitable gift account where the donor receives a charitable tax deduction when they make the irrevocable gift into the donor advised fund. And then the donor can recommend grants or recommend gifts out of the donor advised fund to specific charities. And so what you can do with gifting appreciated stock is you can make one gift of appreciated stock to the donor advised fund and then gift cash out of the donor advised fund to each of the charities. And so that really streamlines the process, especially if you have a donor advised fund set up with one of the major custodians where you also hold your appreciated assets. Oftentimes it's almost as simple as a click of a button to transfer the assets from the taxable account into the donor advised fund. And ultimately it streamlines the process significantly.
2: You know, that sounds great. You know, if somebody's wanting to do large gifts of appreciated stock, Are there any limitations from the IRS from tax purposes that they should be aware of?
1: Yes, the IRS does have some limitations on the deductions for charitable contributions. They are very complicated, so it varies depending on the type of charity that you're gifting to, the type of asset that you're giving, whether it's appreciated stock or whether it's cash. But for the purposes of this discussion, if you're giving appreciated stock to the vast majority of charities, the income limitation is 30% of your adjusted gross income. And so if you're giving more than 30%, a portion of that could be suspended, but any amount that's suspended would then be carried forward for up to five years for you to use in future years.
2: So now that we've covered the, the basics of giving appreciated stock, let's discuss kind of the practical applications of this. To me, I think the primary practical application is that it's best to make charitable gifts using appreciated stock if you have appreciated stock available. And the rules around that were, it has to be appreciated and held greater than one year.
1: Yeah. So if you think about, does this really apply to me? I think the first question I would ask is, do you have appreciated stock in a taxable account that you've held for more than one year? And then do you have charitable giving goals and charitable giving desires? If you do, you'd be a great candidate for gifting appreciated stock to charity.
2: And then I would also say if you're an individual with either a privately held business or a piece of real estate that's appreciated in value, you could also benefit significantly by gifting all or a portion of those assets to charity.
1: And then I think you know the final practical application almost goes without saying, but just looking at the different ways that charitable gifts can be made, looking at the income limitations for deductions, I think the application that I would take away from this and what we often tell many of our clients is, If you wanna make a large charitable gift, make sure that you're getting advice from professional advisors, whether it's your CPA, whether it's your financial advisor, making sure that they're coordinating. The tax implications of charitable giving vary significantly based on the type of asset that's given. And there's a lot of things that you can do to make sure that you get the the largest benefit from your charitable giving. And so my practical application is, if you know you're gonna make a large gift, make sure you're getting the advice beforehand to structure it in the way that is the best result
2: for you. Yeah, you know, I would agree with that, and I think that's a good overview of gifting appreciated stock to charity. So really just to recap before we wrap up this episode,
1: um, gifting long-term appreciated stock to charity allows taxpayers to avoid paying tax on any appreciation while still retaining the full itemized deduction for the fair market value of the gift. Ultimately, this increases the tax savings to the donor and reduces the after-tax cost of the donation. One of the challenges with gifting appreciated stock to charities can be the administrative hassle, especially if you're gifting to multiple different charities. But this can be easily overcome by using a donor advised fund, uh, really to streamline the entire process, which ultimately allows donors and charities to focus on using the funds to make the biggest impact possible versus worrying about paperwork and the administrative process. I think the number one and the biggest takeaway is that charitable giving can be a complex subject and so it's important for individuals to seek qualified advice and to plan your gifts accordingly before you make them. For those who would like to learn more about gifting appreciated stock, we do recommend you check out our blog post on our website, pw-wm.com, for more details. If you're interested in working with a family CFO to maximize the tax benefits of your charitable giving and ultimately to create a legacy that lasts beyond your lifetime, you can connect with us through our free evaluation button on our website. That's all we have for today. Until next time, thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to Your Wealth, Your Legacy by Prairie Wood Wealth Management. If you have comments, questions, or would like to learn more about working with Prairie Wood Wealth Management, we would love to hear from you. Please visit us at our website, pw-wm.com or email us at service wmcom If you find our podcast helpful, leave us a review and share it so others can find us as well. Thanks for listening as we continue our quest to help others keep more of what they make, make more with what they have, and create a legacy that will last beyond their lifetime. The information discussed on this podcast is provided for general informational purposes only and does not represent investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed are those of Prairiewood Wealth Management and are subject to change not guaranteed and should not be considered recommendations to buy or sell any security. While past performance of market results may be discussed, It does not provide any assurance of future performance. The information presented herein has been obtained from sources deemed reliable but is not guaranteed.